Hi and welcome to the podcast. A quick little introduction. Um, I've always been interested in doing a podcast. I watch a lot of horror movies, read a lot of horror stories, that type of thing. Even play the odd game now and again. Um, now, as I've been in lockdown and been um, been told I can't return to my place of work, uh, so I've been off now for five weeks. So it's been running through my mind. It's about time I did something. You know, whether anyone listens to it or not, I don't know. But um, you know, I'm going to give it a go. I've got a mate who's, who's who's interested in getting involved too, who lives a few hundred miles away from me. So it'd be great to um, chat with him too about what we've watched. Um, yeah, so let's see how it goes. If if we get some listeners, great. If we don't, you know, I've done it. I've proved it to myself. There's lots of horror podcasts out there I listen to, as in um, The Final Guys. That's a great one. Horror Movie Night. They do it well. Um, these things, the, These podcasts are not as professional as others, but I think that's what makes them great it's just a group of lads sat there having a bit of a chat having a bit of a laugh having a few beers and that's exactly what i want to do um hopefully you you like it if you don't never mind um you know if we get some listeners i'll, I'll keep doing it every week um it gives me a chance you know i've got i, I use some production software called cubase i'm interested in learning more and more about that because i've had so much time on my hands um, yeah, so anyway, let's get on with it. Hiya, this is our podcast. Um, this week we're going to talk about a movie called Triangle, which came out in 2009, starring Melissa George and Liam Hemsworth and various other Australians with American accents. Um, it was directed by a guy called Christopher Smith. He wrote and directed the ABCs of Death, Severance, which is one of my favourites, starring Danny Dyer. And creep. Um, there's a few others along there as well. Now, this film is basically about passengers on a yachting trip in the Bermuda Triangle, um, uh, and they get what would you say? Um, there's a bit of a storm, and their boat gets tipped upside down, and there's a big old ship comes, and uh, greater havoc evolves from there. Really. So I'm just going to say that. We're probably going to go straight into spoilers, so if you don't want to hear them, you know what to do. Um, my name's Kev, and I'm with one of my good friends, Stephen. Steve. Hi. You here? Yeah, you're there, mate. Yeah, still there. I'm so, yeah. So we're just going to have a bit of a bit of a chat about it now. My I like horror movies and sci-fi things like that. Stephen's less on the horror side of things, so it's quite good for him if you know, I've kind of forced him to. Watch this in a way, yeah. Uh, my apologies, there, mate, if you didn't like it. Um, so we're just gonna talk about it and uh, give you our views on it, and maybe a few other bits, and hopefully you might like it. If you don't, never mind. So mm-hmm. this film starts off with a girl, a woman, Melissa George, um, called Jess. Um, start the film. Yep, sorry, Steve. Need to remember the character names because Jess is quite a key feature in this because she appears like as different people, different times. Yeah. There's a lot of Jess. There's a lot of Jess, and I don't mind Jess, to be honest. I I couldn't get enough of Jess, really. Uh, Yeah. But 
So Jess, single parent, going to meet a guy on his nice yacht. Um, and she has a child. I can't remember his name, actually. You might, Steve, I don't know. But he, he has autism. Tommy. It's Tommy. Tommy, yeah, Tommy. Um, he has autism. So mm. I think he's probably a little bit, you know, maybe harder to work with at times. Temperamental, for sure. Yes, yes definitely that. Definitely looks like hard work. Yes, probably about, I don't know, six, maybe? Six, yeah, Mm-hmm. Right, so we're just going to go go straight into this, and I'll tell you what I think. Well, no, we're going to have spoilers, but just initially what I thought. And I did watch this. I made my 13-year-old boy watch it. Um, he wanted to stay up, so I thought, well, you know, he watches a few horror movies. Nothing too too scary, but I thought that one would be okay. Yeah. And I, I just need to mention that, you know, it did have an 80% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is one of the reasons we chose it, because I've never seen this. Um, it's one of the reasons we chose it, which is quite high for a, a so-called horror movie. So we thought we'd do it. Stephen's not seen it either. So literally, last night we watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the acting was pretty good. I thought the camera work at times was superb. Um some of the special effects were they looked very low budget um, mm. as, as in the boat, the ship itself. I thought, yeah, that, you, could, you could tell they didn't have as much money. And yeah. the, the storm, actually, that they yeah. got in did kind of resemble somebody throwing buckets of water over people as opposed to an actual storm. I wouldn't be surprised if that was what they were doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it came across exactly that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, they, you, you could tell they didn't have a lot of money. Um, yeah. And the special effects, so certainly in 2009, should have been better than what they were. Um, so I, I watched it. I got quite confused at times by it. Uh, maybe it was my, la- my kind of, I'd had about three pints. And, uh, yeah, I got a little bit confused and a bit in the middle of the film. But I think things started to click a little bit with me towards the end, and it started to make sense and certainly started turning into a very good film. Um, I think I just got more and more confused. Have you you researched it at all, like, like, since? So... Maybe if I talked, did, did you get anything from it, Steve? Did you? Well, I mean, I, I was trying to work out what was really going on, as I do. Yeah. And I think if you take Jess, Jess 1, the, the, the first to appear, goes on this yacht and they get into this storm, which comes out of nowhere, and weirdly, just beforehand, the wind completely stops, which is all... Not really sure what that's supposed to symbolise, but okay, fine. But then, when you get onto the boat, and you don't realise this, obviously, until the second loop, so if you've got Jess 1, well, then there's actually a Jess 0. Because there's already one on the boat. Yeah. Or two. Well, this is the thing. On the first run, 
as far as I could see, there was one already there, and one who stepped off the yeah. yacht and was yeah, there, there as well. There, there was yeah, there was there was one already on there. Um, is hmm. when when they're on the boat and this ship kind of pulls right by, which is quite unusual anyway, isn't it? Really, it's a big old ship. It was certainly unusual. And they they jumped onto it, but they they saw someone. Um, you didn't really see who it was, but it was her. Yeah. Um, so the sheets they were. Well, she was already there. And uh, she had a weird sense of deja vu the whole time, which explains. Yeah. That at least explains that, I suppose. And and the keys as well. That, that yeah. Was, um. So she she kind of found her own keys. That were already on the ship, mm-hmm. which was a bit weird. So, did did you get anything else, Steve, from it? Like, well, I've watched it one and one and a half times. So, like today, I was conscious. I was doing the ironing actually, as you do in lockdown. So, well, of course. But I, I was trying to work out what the the correlation was between the people coming back. Because, you know, I suppose we haven't really explained this, but basically the events are going round in a loop. So people stranded on a yacht that's capsized in a massive storm turn up at a ship. Yeah. And most of them die, and then they turn up again. You have to say, there's um, how, how many were on the sh- How many were part of that team? There was, there, there was a couple, yeah. a married couple. There was the lad, the guy who owned the boat. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't remember his name either. There was an older chap and a younger chap who both were part of the boat. There was Victor, who was the younger chap. He was Thor's brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> and there was a there was a girl as well. There was another lady, but I don't. Sally. Sally. We didn't we didn't see her though, did we? Oh no, there was one. Who, yeah, randomly disappeared. Yeah, they thought she was in the storm. Who never yeah. showed her face again. I think they thought she had drowned. That's true. Um, so yeah, there was. Potentially, what, six? Well, no, there's the guy who has the yacht, the yeah. Victor who's living on it with him, yeah. called Sally, and her husband, whose name I've forgotten, and Jess. Yeah. Because the other girl just disappeared in the storm, so we'll say five. On the actual yacht, that get on the, the, the ship that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, so there's... There's a lot of killing in this film, as in everyone dies multiple times. And I think there seems to be this this, this loop, this never-ending that, that, you know, Jess yeah. is in various places and killing various people yeah. at various times. Um, <laughs> so, well, I, I, can well, tell you, I can tell you what... What I got from it, if you like, and mm-hmm. you might you might find it interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, so I think from the very beginning of that film, but when you actually see her, she's she's with her child at home. She's wearing a dress. Yeah. Um. She seems quite pissed off, to be honest. That her son knocks over some water. Like he's doing some painting. He also has a little boat he's left out. It goes in the water. It's a little sailing boat. 
I think, and she and he'd left it outside. She seemed quite annoyed with all that, and she does swear. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a point where she he knocks over the water and she hits him. Um, well, I don't think that happened in the beginning. It's not in the beginning. No, not not no. You see, you see that. Sorry, I'm jumping a bit here. So yeah, you, you see that later on, don't you? Yeah, that, that's when certain things start to make sense. So, but at the beginning, there is a thing where he knocks over the yeah the water for his water painting that he's doing, and she's like, "Oh crap! Now I've got to clear that up." But there's nothing really obnoxious about it. She's pissed off, but she's not. Oh, she looked a bit. Yeah, she looked a bit annoyed at the beginning with with the boat thing. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah. she 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 basically packs. She well, she's in the next scene. She's changed. She's not in the dress anymore. She's got a blue stain on it, by the way. But she's she's changed. She's got her bag ready, and off she goes. She puts this big bag in her car, and off she goes to to meet them at this ship. So from there, she meets the rest rest of the guys. I can't even remember. She brings a bag with her. I don't think she does. No, not really. She's got this big bag she's taken with her and left in her car. It was her car, wasn't it? So, yeah, well, that's where it went originally. And then and you never, well, for the first part, you never really saw it again. So, what do you think's in that bag? She is. You think she's in the bag? Yeah. I think, I think the boy's in the bag. But that, that's just... Just uh, me thinking, I think the boy's in the bag because. Right. Right. Uh, and I, I'll kind of explain why I think that. So, when she, at 8.15 on her walk in, in, and in the kitchen, kind of her, that scene of her with the child whatever happens kind of comes later on and i think when she gets into the ship everyone's got i don't know what it was 10 40 or something on their watches and she's got 8 17 yeah and the boat's got 8 17 i think um so i think the clock stopped then so something happened at 8.17. Okay? All right. So I think she's either dead and she's in a, like a, a loop um, reliving all these because I don't think she was a good parent at all. When you get to the end of the film you, you learn why. No, but yeah. I think she was being punished and was in that loop and she was trying to change things I think in the loop as well. Um, it, it gets very confusing, but like it seemed mm-hmm. that she got a little bit further each time, like Groundhog Day, where you change something slightly, but you yeah. still you still end up with the same result, pretty much. Um, so that's what I think. Um, and she's re- reliving this hell, and she keeps doing it to herself because I think she's given choices, and she keeps doing the same thing, killing the same people, um, over and over again. Um. Well, yeah. Now, at the end, <laughs> at the end of the film, right? 
there's a few things I've missed there, but like there's I kind of got thinking there's there's a, there's a part in the film where she drops a locket yeah into it to the into a grate and like yeah. within that grate there's I don't know probably 30 or 40 other lockets yes which makes me think how many times has she replayed this whole loop how, you know obviously it's over 30 wasn't it um, and there's a couple of other scenes one where she, where she leaves one of the bodies and there's loads of I can't remember the lady's name but like Sally Cemetery yeah yeah so there's 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 various ones and even like the big one at the end where she has the accident in the car um by the way she hits the seagull and then there's she throws the seagull away and there's lots lots of, seag lots of seagulls yeah many seagulls yeah in the so, same place so she's reliving and and that that the what really stuck in my mind and like that that made me think well maybe she's being punished or whatever she's doing it to herself because at the end of like at the end of the film she has this she hits a seagull she's got a boy in the car so basically and i'll just jump forward a bit there so basically she goes back to her her own house she dives off the edge of the boat she wakes up on the beach she goes back to her house where the original jess in a dresses there she violently kills her mm. um and then takes her boy in the car they hit a seagull when they're driving along because the boy's in a bit wild um yeah and then obviously she loses it you know she, she chucks a seagull away sees lots of other seagulls yeah and she's driving along again and has an accident because her boy's yeah, concentration because of him. Quite an uh, accident. Now, didn't, didn't do it by halves. That that car was, uh, yeah, launched into the air at quite a rate. That was pretty good. That was that was good good effects. Typical so, Audi driver. Yes, definitely. So there's a scene there where obviously the her body, the original Jess in the dress, her body was in the bag. So. It looks like she spilled out the bag. She's on the ground. The little boy's kind of dead. And Jess number one or two or three. I was, I was getting quite confused at this point. Anyway, the, the Jess who's done the trip, she's back and standing there watching this. And a taxi driver. Yeah. Right. Comes up and he asks, would you like where? I think he says, where would you like to go? So there's no reason for this driver. I don't even know if it was a taxi. Was it a cab driver? I'm not sure whether it was or not. Whether it's yeah. just the driver. Which... Cabs, you know, there was a cab in the background, so I decided he was a cab driver, yeah. Yeah, but th this is where I start thinking that maybe this is a bit darker than what we think. Like, that maybe he is like, not the devil, but like um, death, you know, that kind of thing. Because um, he says to her, where do you want to go? Now, straight away, she's like, yes. I want to go to the marina, wasn't it? Yeah. So she starts a loop all over again. So she, there was no, she got, you know, and that's how the whole loop starts again. So she's making choices, her own choice. She's not told where to go. She's, no. she's, she's telling the cab driver, yeah, take me there. Um, yeah. And that, that's what I got from it, but that may be that it's like she was being punished. She was in some kind of, world where 
that was it for her. She's like, that was her punishment to go through that over and over again. Now, I don't think she really thought about her child too much. That's what makes me think she did, she was a bad, well, she was a bad parent, wasn't she? But like, yeah, she came a proper she slap. Yeah, she didn't really, I don't think she cared about him at all because she was doing the same thing over when there was lots of decisions. She didn't need to get in the car. She didn't need to, you know, drive him and get killed again. There was all these things and it just keeps happening. So, that, I don't know what you think about that, but that, that was kind of my, yeah. my take on it. It was, a, I think it was quite a good film, but it did literally take me, I had to take, watch it again, pretty much, to, to get my I head around it. I, I, I watched bits of it again, just to reconfirm whether I've remembered it right, but the thing, I mean, starting backwards, the thing that had me puzzled at the, the end was she was driving this car that had the crash with her son in the back, alive and well. Yeah. And then after the crash, she's laying on the road in the dress that she's wearing at home that wasn't on the way to the docks and that you never saw in any of the film apart from at the very beginning. I... Yeah, what I got from that is the girl in the dress, the dress in the dress never ever went to the to the to the marina. I don't think she ever got there. I think it's always been that the returning Jess has killed her and then gone to the marina. Yes. So, you I, think... so I don't think that and did, that, that did the returning Jess survive the car accident then? Yes. And she it's just her going round and round but I think it may be that point this is what makes me think that in the house when she killed her boy that she either she either killed herself in that house then or well that's the only way I think I don't think she would have died and maybe they never got on the ship maybe at, when the boat capsized they all died and, and the only one that lived was the girl you never saw again in the film you know the one who you don't actually see maybe she's the only one that lived you see what I mean? You, but you may disagree. I, I, I don't know. This is this is what I got from it. It's, it. You know, it's the horror films I like are not normally like this. This made me think too much, and I, you know, it's, it's sometimes a bit much at midnight. Um, yeah. Well, you obviously thought it through better than I did because I couldn't work out why she was laying in the dress on the road. Yeah, I think she was laying in the dress on the road because the, the other Jess put her in the bag in the boot. Yeah, but. Then who who was the other one that turned up? What? At the yeah, end. That that was her. She put her in in the boot. I know you never. I think she might have died before even going to the marina. So there's this this kind of. Yeah, but then how was it done in the car? This is where it's getting confusing, isn't it? You so maybe you he was in the body in the well, not in the body bag, but a body in a bag. Yeah, I, yeah, you, you, you're right. So, like, <laughs> this is where it gets so confusing with this film. And I, I, if anyone wants to let us know, honestly, your views on it, because there's a bit, there's a few bits and pieces on YouTube about it, and it confuses me even more. But like, this is what I've, I've taken from it. That, well, it, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. It's, it's but. a, it's a very clever film and very well directed. It is, it is spot. What makes sense because 
something that got me was okay if you go if you go back to the start you've yeah. got the jess on the yacht they get on the boat with all the other people but there's already a jess there so just zero and one in my scribble but then when it goes into the second loop so just one survives she came on the yacht she killed the other the original zero jess we didn't know existed at the start yeah knocked her overboard with a axe to the face and then that was bag is that baghead jess that baghead jess exactly uh, yeah yeah now, now there's two jesses on there one who kind of has lived it once and remembers it and one that's just got on the boat like a reincarnation of <laughs> and that's like right okay so there's two jesses the one who knows what's going on that now is effectively the place of Jess Zero originally, and now there's a Jess Two. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then in that second run of the loop, if you like, there's a point where there's another one. Yes. There's is that the one with a cut on her head who gets shot on the head? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's three of them now. I like, well, where did that come from? Yeah, I, th I think. Because there was a Jess. How many, how many, uh, how many bears did you have at that point? Uh, many, <laughs> as I have now. But the thing is, there was a Jess running around oblivious to everything, and yeah. Jess clearly trying to alter things to try and help them, however unsuccessfully. I mean, I'll tell you what, that guy Victor, the guy who she pushes briefly, you know, yes. quite yeah. gently oh. back, yeah. his his skull must be made of marshmallow, because it's basically like a little... Yeah, I thought that. I thought, Christ, she's like impaled him. Yeah. That was touching, really. Nah, I mean, that's that was the bit that got me. It's like there's a little bit of either pipe or a little coat hook or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she sort of knocks him slightly. He's like, I'm trying to help you. Doesn't even realise what she's done. And it just pierces his head like his mate, like his head is... Oh, a you, you would have thought that whoever was running the ship would have picked that up through health and safety and things that, you know... Well, he wouldn't. Because it, a... you, unless you had a skull made of marshmallow, that would never piss you away. <laughs> you wouldn't see it. You'd do a risk assessment. You'd go, yeah, no, that's impossible. <laughs> I did. I did figure it out. No one's ever going to skewer themselves. Certainly not in the head. I mean, maybe if it thrust his chest into it, maybe. But the back of your skull? Nah, that's not going to happen. That's why people are very rarely stabbed. The other thing, why would, why did she start finger blasting his hole in his head? Like, did you see that oh, bit? Yeah, well, he was trying to strangle her. <laughs> but that's that's what I mean. If you've got a hole, you've got a hole in your head from a coat hook. That means that someone can stick their finger in it to disable your brain. <laughs> you've got problems. Oh, dear. He, he, he was never going to last long, regardless of all this. You know, the brain made him, you know, skull rather made him marshmallow. His, his days are numbered. <laughs> One trip, he's gone. It's not just, you know. My son actually had no idea what this film was about, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, he's not—he's very close to where we're at. I think we've proved. Yeah, I, I think I've got—I've got something from it. I probably not—I probably with my brain. If I watched it over five times, I might get it. Um, but I've certainly missed some bits from it. But there were some interesting, like one of the rooms that um, they went into where she killed the married couple, I think, or she killed one of them. Well, uh, just number... Yeah. The, where the, the hell did she come from? That room is number 237, which is 
the uh, scary room from The Shining. I thought that was quite interesting. Well, I made a connection with The Shining originally because I thought, yeah, what's going to happen here is that there'll be that moment, you know, when uh, Nicholson's character runs into who he thinks is the caretaker. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, I'm sorry to inform you, you are the caretaker here, yeah. and you've always been the caretaker, and all of that. And I thought it was going to turn out that Jeff was been, yeah. bound to loop around on that ship until maybe she made some action that worked. But what then confused me about that was it's not her going loop on that ship. There's more of them. And you know, the basic premise seemed to be if you kill all the people, which she was effectively doing, then they come back. I was like, well, that's okay, but you haven't died. Why are you coming back? <laughs> so, so Jess was there already. Then Jess was there again. Then Jess turned up again and boat. What's going on here? What's the pattern? There's no pattern. They kept saying, oh, we've broken the pattern. Well, yeah, you've broken the pattern. It's... There's more Jesses than there are the whole bloody gang by the end of it. Yeah, it's just, you know, I got that from the old the necklace thing, you know, potentially how many times and it will keep going. And going. Yeah, like, and how going. many times? How many Jesses are coexistent on the ship? That's the question. I can count at least three in loop number two. Do you think there's any? Yeah, it's quite confusing because it... well, think... if yeah. you've got a Jess, you've got a Jess that's fresh to the situation, at least yeah. in terms of her recollection. You've got the Jess running around that's just been through it, trying to do something, and then another one. That seems hell bent on killing them. Yeah, and then she tells, yeah, that's it, because she sends a message before she goes off the side of the ship and kind of restarts her. Well, yeah, loop. But, she, uh, she tells them to kill them, doesn't she? She's like, yeah, kill them that, all. Happens, that happens on the first loop, but the weird thing for me is on the second loop, when Jess number one is in the Sally Sanctuary, or no, Sally Cemetery, I should say. Yeah, Sally Sally. Dead Sally's. She looks <laughs> over the side, and Baghead Jess is being beaten up by not knowing what the bloody hell's going on. Jess just got on the boat, knocks her over the side. She delivers the same message, but there's another one watching who's also in the same kind of position now. That now they're both in the same place. <laughs> so we have to admit and, that. And we're... again, she turns up on another yacht. So, what... <laughs> so what's the pattern? There's no pattern. I, I did think every five minutes there did seem to be another group arriving well, on that capsized true. yacht. The, the, the difference is that on every group arriving, the rest of them had been killed. So you're going, okay, if they die, they come back. Yeah. But Jess never dies. There's just, I mean, I wonder why there aren't like 50,000 of them on that boat, because sometimes they get pushed over the edge, sometimes they don't. They wash up on an island. You know, it, it's, well, they wash up on an island because they've been pushed off the boat, but not hitting their face with an axe. And you just think, well, why they should dominate the world by now? There must be maybe there'd be a sequel, and there'd be like thousands of them, you know? Yeah, well, there'll be just her. <laughs> sure, she murdered everybody else trying to change so, the pattern. Did you actually like it, or, or did you? I, I can't tell because I kind of liked it now that it was a clever film, but I don't still don't fully understand it. And there were some good kills in it, I have to say. You know, uh, I mean, from a spectacle point of view, the storm, although I thought it looked a little bit, I mean, it did, yeah, it did look quite ominous and certainly quite mental how big a storm it was that they were stuck in. So that kind of had an effect. And also the, the shotgun 
shoot. Yeah. They had, I don't know what it is, whether it's the sound or the sort of um, special effects of it, the sort of reaction of the body, but they seem to have real impact. It's like, yeah, you know, that sort of struck me that when that shotgun was fired, the, the noise and the, the reaction of whoever it was fired at was actually quite kind of spectacular and not in a completely overdone way. There wasn't blood flying everywhere, but it just sort of looked, you knew it was serious, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought it was well made, other, other than some, but what, couple, what, only a couple of special effects, literally only a couple. Yeah, but as a, as a film, if I was to rate it, I mean, the thing about it is, in terms of talking about it, is, well, firstly, it's highly confusing, and I'm not sure it really holds together. Yeah. But it's not quite absurd and stupid. I mean, it, it's competently made to the point that you can't really tear it to shreds. It's not so terrible that you'd go, my God, what were they thinking now? Could they make this? How did this ever get published? Yeah. It, it's sort of competent enough not to be funny because of its incompetence, but not quite competent enough to be really good, is my opinion. I think it sort of sits at a five. If I was to give it out of ten, five. Because I did quite enjoy it, and I've quite enjoyed... I mean, you know, I, 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 figure I, I, it out. I think it's unfathomable, but it's still quite fun to sort of look <laughs> at it and go, well, well, actually, right, I must be able to figure this out. And then eventually you go, nah, this is just bollocks. <laughs> I don't know what I'd, I'd give it... Yeah, there's a couple of little bits I don't fully understand still, and I would have given it a lot like an eight if I if I understood like what I think are plot holes, and they're probably not. Um, I'd probably give it a seven. I say it wasn't. It's not. A, I don't think it's a scary movie though. If she was kind of death had taken her, and she that was her kind of living hell, which I presume it was, then that is quite scary that you're doing the same stuff over. For eternity, you know. So, why was her living hell, killing these people? One of whom I think there was sort of romantic uh, engagement, and the other two she didn't even know. I, I don't know if she would try and to get out of it. I, I, like, well, like yeah. just the change. I'm sure she did slightly change her a couple of times. Um, but she was trying to get back mainly because wanted to um, make sure her son was okay and. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if that if that's true or not. I don't really. You didn't see her have any. I didn't see her have any. You know. She didn't seem to get on with her child at all, like like a parent would. Didn't seem to be much love there at all. Um, no, he's pretty high maintenance. He he was, but then you know, kids are kids, aren't they? That they all they can all be a pain at times. But she just seemed to be quite annoyed with him. Um, yeah. I think he was extreme because he he was like the when they hit the seagull, there was some blood went on the screen of the car on Wind Street. Yeah, and he was totally freaking out about it, screaming his head off, blood, blood, and it, it, there was going to be no stopping it unless that was dealt with. The same with the paint thing. Well, actually, no, that was that was actually completely no. justifiable on his part, and she just lost her shit basically. But, so you, don't, you don't think? Do I think she killed him? I couldn't say. <clears throat> I mean, I, that, there's enough things I'm already confused by. She might have done, and maybe her plan was to go back and do that. Because I, I kind of thought, if 
Yeah. If the secret to this loop and that people come back and you can really start again, why don't you blow your own head off instead of just everybody else? But then the flaw in that is she comes back anyway. So even if she doesn't die in the course of these loops and everybody else does, they all come back. But then so does she. She's there on another yacht, upturned yacht, waiting to be uh, have her head done in by getting on this boat where he's running around already trying to kill them. <laughs> so, yeah, so we can pretty so much the, agree the that we're confused. got to really making sense was when, uh, despite the fact I can't really figure out how she suddenly woke up on an island, apart from, yeah, I guess the last time it, the, the, the Jess number, whatever it was, fell off the boat and then washed up on shore, they weren't actually dead. And then she went back to the home and basically beat her own, beat herself to death with a hammer. <laughs> now that might, that actually was beginning to make sense because then let's say the boy was involved in the whole situation, that she had done something rotten to him besides slap him in the face, which she did at one point. Uh, that was beginning to make sense, but then and yeah, I see a point about the, the bag, because she did put herself in a bag, drag it into the car, and then she was there on the road in that dress. And I guess that could explain that, because I was confused by that. I was like, you weren't wearing that dress. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I just think there's a couple of bits that... But at no point did I get the impression that it was her son that she'd smashed in with a hammer or anything stupid like that. And I got the feeling that he was, you know, there might have been regrets there over hand, how she handled things, and she obviously didn't really have the patience to deal with it properly, or wasn't in the in the right place to deal with it mentally. But I never got the impression that she would have killed him. Well, she just didn't come across to me as a very nice person throughout the whole thing. I, I, I thought that from the very off. You know. Yeah. Well. Um. I don't know. And I quite liked her when she was on Home and Away. I've never seen that. <laughs> so anyway, so we can both agree that it's confusing. It's it's it's, mm. it's well it's well filmed, well directed. Oh, we think it's well directed, but it looks nice. Camera works great. All the acting was pretty good throughout. Yeah, it but does. it's slightly confusing. More than slightly confusing. Like. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, you, you couldn't really criticise the acting to the extent that it's, you know, terrible and unbelievable and all the rest of it. I mean, at the beginning, I thought, when they were all first meeting up, it was that kind of typical meaningless exchanges between people that didn't really yeah. sound particularly natural. And I thought, yeah, this sort of typical horror film, this bit obviously didn't really matter to anybody. They just <laughs> had to start it somehow. <laughs> Um, you know, you could tell it was never going to get an Academy Award, but it was competent enough to not really be easily ridiculed in the acting sense. It was, it was okay, okay. And in the plot, it's still kind of a laugh to try and work all this out, but I, I think you'll never work it out because I don't actually think it holds together. I don't think it makes sense. There was no point in that film where what was actually going on revealed and that's the kind of clever thing about it films that do that leave you going right I, what's been happening yet and the answer is with no idea quite clearly <laughs> we yeah. talked about it for 20 minutes and i 
be no no wiser. Well, I think we'll leave it there on that one then. So we both agree it's confusing. Yeah. And you know, you're gonna give it a five. I'm gonna give it a five. Probably I'm tempted towards a six now. You you you're talking me out of you know <laughs> a six and a half, maybe. Six and a half out of ten. Half you're too generous. But yeah, that's okay. It's it's not by yeah. the worst film I've ever seen, by yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it again. Yeah, well. But if people are listening to this, you know, watch it and let us know. Well, you know, if, if their IQs are higher than ours, they might well figure it out. Bound to be, mate. That's, Bound that's pretty, cool. that's pretty easy. Yeah, don't drink 10 pints and watch it. You know, don't try and keep it down. So, anything else you've been watching over this last week, Steve, you want to talk about? Uh... That could go on a while. Not really. <laughs> I've been watching a, a series on Star Play. I don't know if you know what that is, Star Play. No. Um, called Channel Zero, and they're like six or eight episode series based on like strange horrorist stories, and they are quite horror. I'm on series two, which which is pretty good. Series one was amazing. Um, each series is a different story. Um, and series yeah. two is about this kind of haunted house at Halloween mm-hmm. and there's, I would highly recommend it and I've heard that series 3 and 4 are much much better so like, I've been watching that um, and the other one I revisited and I actually watched this with my about 11 year old I felt a bit bad afterwards and we, we, we sat there and watched Annabelle Creation I don't know you've heard of that it's like it's like the you heard of Annabelle you, you know what that is, it's the story of it's, it's in the Conjuring universe and it's about a possessed doll. No. Uh, no. And it's it, it basically the... Uh, what would you call it? It's like the, the first story, how the doll was invented and what possessed it and things like that. And it, I actually... It's much better than the first film. Um, but my son watched it and the last kind of 10, 15 minutes of jump scare after jump scare and I had to turn it off. Cause, really? Yeah, because I could see he was like, that, that, there's no gore or anything like that. It's just, there's lots of jump scares. It's kind of scary looking images, scarecrows and things like that. And I'd highly recommend that. I'd really like that film. Yeah. Um, well, that, and got, and the demon got... is, is amazing, isn't it? It's well worth a watch. Yeah. I have uh, got one thing mm. which is probably kind of fits into this genre of not quite horror, but it's very dark. Yeah. Um, and it's a series that I'm not even sure where it originated from. I think it might have been Channel 4, but it's on Netflix, and it's called The End of the Fucking World. I've not watched that yet. So That's, that's very good. Yeah? Yeah, it's just interesting and different and quite well executed. Strong characters. Is that like, is there how many series? Is it just the first one? There's just one at the moment. I don't doubt that there will be a follow-up because it has been among yeah niche, but those that like it really like it from what I can make out. And I really like it just because it's not really the subject matter that I particularly like, but the characters and how sort of un- abnormal they were and socially awkward and just didn't fit in. It sort of appealed to me. Yeah, sounds, yeah I might have to have a go at that. Once this uh, Channel Zero is done, I might move on to that one then. Yeah. Sounds great. 
It's worth it. It is good. Yeah, so nice one, Steve. Yeah. Um, I could go on and on, but like we've been talking now for 46 minutes. So, uh, all good. So, we're in this podcast there, and if anyone listens to it, we're, we're bound to do another one. Might, might, might have some guests on there. Um, anything you want to watch, Dave, in the future? I, I would I would love to revisit Event Horizon. I don't know if you're up for that. Yeah, I quite like that one. I mean, I've seen it many times, so it's a bit of a different angle. I haven't watched it in quite a long while, but as maybe by horror yeah. goes, I think it's pretty up there. Yeah, maybe we could watch that somehow. But we, yeah, we'll we, we make a decision. And hmm. if anyone listens to this and has got any feedback, let us know. Be great. Unless that feedback is don't make another one. Yeah. If, if the feedback is stop doing it, we're, we're not going to listen to that. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> no, we don't, we don't even do it. So, yeah, that'd be great. So, no, thanks for listening and uh, see you next time. Later, dudes.